there. Welcome to the First Right Podcast, the weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today, we're very excited to once again have Julie Kelly as our guest. Julie is one of our favorite conservative columnists. She's the author of an important book, Disloyal Opposition, How the Never Trump Right Tried and Failed to Take Down the President. And she has done some new reporting on the Capitol riot that our corporate media wouldn't do. Well, hey, Julie, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Doug, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, good. It's great to have you. Great to have you. So um, so let's just get right into this piece about uh, uh, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Very sad deal. Uh, but the reporting on this, uh, with this whole killed by uh, uh, by rioters with a fire extinguisher, um, been reading your reporting, that was a lie, right? It was a lie. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Uh, the New York Times seeded this story on January 8th. They cited two anonymous law enforcement officials who said that Brian Sicknick had been attacked by Trump loyalists. That was their term with a fire extinguisher that seeded this whole weeks long story about Brian, what happened to Officer Sicknick. If you will recall, they had a big police procession in Washington, D.C. about it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer actually offered to his family to uh, lay his remains, so to speak, in state in the Capitol Rotunda, which of course they did to create all these optics right before the impeachment trial began, President Biden and his wife showed up to pay their respects. Um, but it turned out the story was a complete fabrication. And the New York Times, under pressure from some uh, outlets, including mine, finally, they called it an update to their story, but it's really a retraction. And they posted it very quietly the night before uh, President Trump was acquitted by the Senate. But the damage is already done. This is part of the folklore of what happened on January 6th. In fact, as you know, Doug, uh, this accusation about what happened to Officer Sicknick being murdered by a fire extinguisher is in the House impeachment memo. This is part of their case against the president. So it's really despicable and contemptible what the media, Democratic lawmakers, and several Republicans did to exploit Officer Sicknick's death which we still don't know, and his family still does not know exactly what happened to him. Yeah, despicable is a good word. And uh, that's what I feel most you know, badly for right now is his family. And he got, he turned out to be his death, got used by these people to do this thing that they've been doing, it's horrible. And so when we talk about the whole Capitol riot reporting in general, you've got the Ashley Babbitt piece, you got the involvement of uh, the involvement of left-wing provocateurs, uh, lots of different information being withheld. Um, so what's going on in general with the, with the reporting on this Capitol riot piece? I mean, I think that the initial accounts are falling apart. Obviously, what happened to Officer Sicknick is one of them. They still don't know who allegedly planted those pipe bombs by the DNC and RNC headquarters. Um, the FBI allegedly is still look, looking for that perpetrator. The idea that this was an armed insurrection also is falling apart. Um, I reported on this February 20th. I looked at all of the charges so far. At that point, the FBI had arrested about 200 people. Now they're up to 280. You know, they brag every day about the people they're arresting across the country for just being really, I mean, right. some people committed serious crimes, most did not. Um, but there were only 14 weapons charges 
half of those were just mere possession of what they called a deadly dangerous weapon in the Capitol. Uh, roughly six to seven people have been charged with actually using any kind of weapon against a police officer, officer or to vandalize parts of the building. There have only been two firearms charges. You know, when most people, Doug, hear armed insurrection, the idea is that hundreds of people, Trump right. crazies, showed up that day armed to the teeth to, you know, take out the Senate and Mike Pence and overtake the government. That's not what happened at all. In fact, some of the weapons charges, a helmet, and a riot shield were found on the premises. Also, those zip ties, if you will remember, you know, the zip tie guy, yeah. they didn't bring the zip ties in either. The Capitol Police did. So there are only two firearms charges against two men. Neither one of them were uh, charged with having a gun in the Capitol. And what happened today, Thursday, uh, in more testimony, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin directly asked an FBI official if anyone had been arrested or charged with possessing a gun inside the Capitol, and the FBI official said no. How about it? It's terrible stuff. And, you know, you think about all the reporting you've been doing, which has been great on this, and so let's get to motivations. So the corporate media outlets don't cover this. It's super basic stuff. So, you know, what's your opinion of that? Why, you know, what's their deal? What's their attitude? You know, I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to hear your take on, you know, what's going on here with these corporate media outlets. Because they continue to get away with this. Yeah. In any other industry, if you would straight up have lied to your customers about something as tragic as what happened to Brian Sicknick, you would be fired, immediately be fired. Not one New York Times reporter, not only has been fired, has been censored. We've heard nothing from the, Dean Baquette or any of the editors apologizing, not just to the American people, but certainly to Brian Sicknick's family for the lie that they perpetrated. But look, they continue to get away with this bad behavior. Once the media knew they could get away with lying for three years, leaking classified information against the law, lying to the American people about Russian collusion, not one person has been identified for illegally leaking information or for publishing thousands, hundreds of thousands of false stories that the Trump campaign and President Trump colluded with the Kremlin to influence the outcome of the 2016 election. Once they got away with that, it was, you know, there's, there's no other barriers. So of course, these are people with no conscience, they have no morals, they have no journalistic integrity, obviously. So they go ahead, they lie about Officer Sicknick, they post an update. A lot of news outlets, I keep checking, even the Wall Street Journal has yet to retract their January 8th article that says he was killed by a fire extinguisher. I, I had another post up today after Ray's testimony confirming that the FBI does not know, can't confirm or disclose, as a slippery Christopher Ray said, um, guess what the New York Times posted about Brian Sicknick today? Not one word. Not one word about Brian Sicknick in the New York Times articles yesterday or today related to Christopher Ray's testimony. It's it's beyond shameful. They are a dangerous force in this country. Yeah, it's just straight up propaganda at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, the you you know, when we grew up, it's like the news outlets, you know, well, you can count on that. And if somebody got caught lying, then they got in big trouble and people get fired. And, and uh, you know, you said something just now, too, about they got no morals. So if they're not going to go to jail, like on some of these leaks and some of these other things we've been talking about, then why not keep doing it? And I think that that, you know, one of the topics that we bring up on the show regularly is the, is the uh, deterioration of law and order. And if you get to a place where the people who don't have morals, they're, they're, they're not guided by anything other than what can I do to get power? And then they look up and they go, hey, nobody's going to Nobody's, I'm not going to get in trouble. Nobody's going to come after me. 
you know, that's when all hell starts breaking loose and we're seeing it now and we just have to get back to more people getting in more trouble and going to jail for some of these things. And I don't think we're going to see it during the Biden administration. We absolutely not. Actually, the Justice Department will is continuing accelerating its role as the consigliere for the Democratic Party, yeah. uh, since, again, no one in the Justice Department or FBI has served any time. Only one man has been charged with uh, lying to a secret court, and that is FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith. No one else has been charged or held any in any way responsible for what they did um, to innocent people like Carter Page or to Mike Flynn lying to a secret court, illegally leaking information to the press. You know, it's so galling to watch Christopher Ray sit up there, a man who intentionally thwarted every request by Republicans in the Senate and House for information about Crossfire Hurricane or anything related to the Hillary Clinton investigation. I mean, he really helped block. He picked up right where Jim Comey left off. Um, to see him up there, tap dance around these questions, run interference, not just for Democrats, but for Antifa, and try to portray this mob on January 6th as a bunch of white supremacists, domestic terrorists. Um, we're, we're in trouble, not just with the media, but with our own federal, powerful federal agencies as well. Yeah, and the agencies get to be their own little kingdoms and the and all the people at the top, like Ray, they know what to say and do to string things out and get past the administ you know, get past this group of people and get their own folks in. And uh, yeah, it's just become a way of life. And uh, it's not good. We got to get to a better place here, and it's gonna we're gonna have to break some things to get there at some point here <laughs> for sure because it's getting late. Um, so you know, this whole thing about uh, the 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 National Guard troops in D.C. You know, we didn't have a single protester at Biden's inauguration. And uh, yeah, I, I was six years active duty army, so I hate seeing this whole concept of like, oh, let's get our army in there and, and, uh, and ward off the civilians or whatever. It's just a bizarre thing. So what do you think is going on with all that at the, at the Capitol still? Um, I think part of it is to continue to perpetuate the idea that these Trump insurrectionists still pose a threat to, um, to Congress. We now see that it's being used as a cover up for Joe Biden refusing to hold a State of the Union address. He is far later than any former president in doing so. And his press secretary, Jen Psaki, said this week they have no targeted date for uh, Joe Biden to address the nation. Of course, he shows up for about 14 or 15 minutes a day with his scripts about, you know, vaccines and wear a mask and et cetera, et cetera. And then he's uh, shuttled right back into the White House where no one sees or hears from him again. Um, so I think this is all part of the theatrics about to sustain January 6th and also to keep uh, Joe Biden under wraps that somehow if he makes a public appearance, either before Congress or in public, uh, that his life is in danger, which is we know is certainly not the oh, case. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of motivations behind that. Yeah, and they keep pumping up that white supremacist piece. You know, everything's a threat from the white supremacist now. And uh, so I, I, has the government ever defined what that term means or who belongs in that category? Or they just keep throwing this thing out, right? They do. And to hear Chris Ray continue to say that in the Democrats without any definition, um, Ray kind of made it sound like it was a lone wolf thing, not really organized. He sort of suggested that um, the Proud Boys are white supremacists, which uh, I, I don't see how. But look, I've read a lot of the charging documents for the people who have been arrested 
Also, dozens being held without bail, I might add. Uh, prosecutors demanding that people arrested in connection with January 6th not be released on bond like they're uh, mass murderers because, get this, Doug, because they pose a threat to the society because they doubted the outcome of the presidential election. So now there's an actual thought crime that will keep you behind bars without any chance for your family to bail you out as the trial dates keep getting extended under COVID. Um, I'm gonna have a piece up about that later this week. Um, but it's all to continue. So who are the white supremacists? I don't know, Chris Ray didn't have any answer. I saw nothing in the documents that suggest these people are white supremacists. Ask yourself this, Doug, white supremacists are going into the Capitol building to, to what? Hang Mike Pence, who's a white man? I know. To take over the U.S. Senate, right, which is 98% right. white? Right. I, I mean, none of this adds up. Uh, but it doesn't have to add up because they just get away with saying and reporting whatever they want. And unfortunately, half of our countrymen are happy to accept whatever they say uh, without evidence or use any common, uh, applying any common sense to what they're being told. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think a lot of these folks in these uh, the blue states, well, they're just the hardcore Democrats. Just tell me what I want to hear and I'll just move on. And it gets to what you said a second ago about that one guy that's being held uh, or multiple people. But I know you wrote about the one guy in particular that uh, is basically turned into a thought crime now. And, you know, when we get to this stage and we keep moving along this path and now that Biden's in charge and everything else, we all as conservatives, we just have to keep finding what we're about here and standing up. And, you know, that's why I always admire what you're writing about, because it's the truth. Somebody's got to keep talking about it. And we have got to start fighting back hard or we're going to lose this whole country because these guys, this is all trending towards communism and they're in charge and you're going to do what, what uh, you're going to do what they tell you to do. And they're they're showing off. It's like they because they're getting away with it. And we got to. We got to push back. We got to push back. So, um, a, a little lighter note. <laughs> like many okay. conservatives, you've been spending some time in Florida. So uh, as, uh, the tweet was: "There's uh, Emerald Robinson. You know, there's two types of conservatives now: those who are in Florida and those who are moving to Florida, right? So, do you think the Florida is becoming like this epicenter of conservatism in America?" I really do. I mean, you know this, Doug. Uh, spending time in Florida too. That it, it is. A land of freedom right now it is yeah. a land of that one year ago no one would have thought the things that we're now being subjected to continue to be subjected to not just in blue states republican states too um that florida would be this beacon uh, of of freedom and liberty but it yeah, is about it. and look ron DeSantis is not just liberating his own state he is the he is liberating the country you see states now finally lining up like Texas, I believe Mississippi. Um, they are all going to follow Ron DeSantis's lead, which is why he is a top contender for uh, 2024 presidential uh, uh, Republican presidential candidate. I hope he doesn't run. I would like to see him stay in Florida, especially right. if those of us move there. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and he's right. a young man. He's got a lot of time. That's so right, a lot of time. <laughs> right, right. And so that leads me to my last question for you. So you think Trump's going to run in 24? I really don't. Um, I think he will. He's better in his role that he's in right now. I really enjoyed his speech on Sunday. I think he will be instrumental in picking some of the right candidates in 2022. Um, but look, 2024 is a long, a long time away. Yeah, um, you know, I think he's already 70. You know, he'll be towards his late 70s. He acts like a young man. Um, but I, I prefer now to have him 
uh, stay behind the scenes as, as kind of a, a kingmaker rather than try to run for president again. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my take on what's going to happen. But we'll see. He's full of surprises. He's full of surprises. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on. And, and uh, above all, just stay after it. Really appreciate what you're writing about and how you go after the things that people don't want to talk about. Somebody's got to do it. And you're doing a great job. So, so keep it up. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Doug. Thank you so much. Well, all right, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget, working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. So until next time, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe now at restorationofamerica.com slash first right or text first right to 1-312-820-9167.